Okay. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this, <laughs> well, is, this is weird. A little bit. I mean, this is our first video for Joeing to the Movies slash off on a tangent. Yeah, you can see my hand movements now. I'm just the way kidding, I express I feel myself. Very a little bit. Uh, it's a new experience. <laughs> <It's> a <hostage>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're I'll, holding me hostage here. I don't think so, but okay. Okay. So I guess. Our dead plant isn't even in the plant. Oh, is is it not? Oh, it's, it's fine. fine. It's dead. It, it's all right. My dead plant. Snake plant's dead. Okay. Um. So I guess we can talk about what Eva Mendez and Brad Pitt this time. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. We can start with Eva Mendez. I would prefer that. She is one of my favorite act actresses out there. Seen her in so many movies that I forget that she's in certain movies. Um, what's, um, I would say, what would you say is like one of her better known movies? Um, Eva Mendez is the one that's very glad Yes. So I guess The Place Beyond the Pines is one of her more known movies. That movie was so boring. <laughs> A little bit. It was. I, 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 I think I stayed awake for most of it though. Yeah, I made it to the part where, like, if you haven't seen her spoilers, but, um, the plates beyond the pines, like, Ryan Gosling's character dies, and that's basically why I stopped watching the movie. And I was just like, it was cool when he was, like, doing, like, bank robberies on a dirt bike. That was cool, and then it just, like, slowed down so much and just shifted tone, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to watch this anymore. Um... Eva Mendes is also in any movie that Denzel Washington has a girlfriend. <laughs> uh. Training Day, which was amazing. And that one when he's like in Florida. Um, I don't remember what it's called, the, but it's a lot of movies. The one where he's in Florida? He's in Florida and he's a detective and Eva Mendes is around. <laughs> yeah, I know that movie. Um, I forget what it was called, but um, that, that was a good movie. I enjoyed that. Um, cause that was like, he was dating this other woman as well, and then it was like the, the life insurance thing is, oh, wait, 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 are you talking about the one where he's like, like Miami, Florida, right? Something like that, I don't remember. He did like two movies where he was like in Florida. He's a, he's a detective in Florida and Eva Mendez is his girlfriend. I feel like there are multiple movies. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, because I can think of like two movies where he plays a detective in Florida and, <laughs> and he's doing something. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Eva Mendez is one of my favorites. Also plays the girlfriend in All About the Benjamins, which yes. takes place in Florida. See, <laughs> but not Denzel Not Denzel. It was Ice Cube and my kept in that one. But yeah, she's in a lot of movies where it's just like, I played this person's girlfriend. I played this black man's girlfriend. It's like... You know how we, how were we watching and it was like, they were talking about how there's never been like a major movie with a couple of a black man with a white woman? Uh, or, yeah. Something like that. And then I was like, even Mendez, but wait, no, she's not yeah, white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of the point. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, uh, Out of Time might have been the one that you were thinking okay. of. Because I remember that one. It was a good movie. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see, what else? Um, 
Because she's done a lot. And I'm, yeah. We're just kind of going over the movies right now, just seeing what she's in. Um, some good, some not so good. <laughs> um, oh, she was in Bad Lieutenant, apparently? I haven't. She is, yes. I do recall she's in that movie. Once again, probably playing someone's girlfriend or wife. But that's that's not really fair because there are tons of actresses out there where they get the same roles and everything, too. Yeah. But I, I think she's very talented. I don't think she's one of those actors or actresses where it's like I question whether she adds anything to the movie or takes away anything or takes away yeah. from the movie. Um, she is doing her job. Basically, she's just like she's solid and everything. She's she was in Ghost Rider as well with Nick Cage. I just remember that. <laughs> I didn't see that one either. You're not missing much, but I still recommend watching it because it is. And I also have not seen Hitch. You haven't seen Hitch? No. You don't need to watch Kevin James dance badly. <laughs> I get that's what they're going for in the movie, but it's just no one needs to watch that. <laughs> but yeah, she. She's just a solid actress. She doesn't really do anything great. She doesn't do anything terrible. She just kind of... She's kind of like the Keanu Reeves of actresses. Where she's in tons of movies. You know you've seen her in something before. But she... she but just, she's never like the top build star of a movie though. That's true. And Keanu Reeves was... I don't think any of the movies she's been in, like, where it's, like, Eva Mendez with so-and-so. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right about that. So I would say if, <laughs> if there's, I, I guess she's, like, how can I, like, co-star? Yeah, she's a, she's a good co-star. Yeah, if you need a female co-star for any movie and Rosario Dawson's busy, <laughs> just just call you Mendez. She's not doing anything. She can make it. She'll be there. <laughs> but I'm but saying that big fan. Think she's an amazing woman. Very, very pretty as well, so that always helps. Mm -hmm. And apparently married to Ryan Gosling, which alright. Okay. He's hot. Yeah. Sure. He's pretty. <laughs> I guess. We should have probably we probably I'm sorry. I was just thinking, they probably have beautiful children. I thought it was like if both the people were ugly and they had kids and the kids are beautiful. I thought that's how it worked. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I just assume they're beautiful. Like, I am waiting for Gigi and Zane to, like, show me a picture of their beautiful child's face so I can just bask in its glory. Of course. Because I know this child is probably the most beautiful baby that ever existed. <laughs> if you say so. I'll take your word for it. These names and these people, I don't really know them that well. I know of them. Because you've mentioned them before, but I don't, I'm not a One Direction fan. And I don't keep up in the world of modeling, so I wouldn't know Gigi. See, but you know where they come from, though. Yeah, because you told me. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't out there Googling, hmm, who is Zane dating right now? Oh, he has kids with this woman. Hmm. Only one. That's a bit surprising, honestly. Why? Because he was in One Direction. What, you think they have multiple kids? I assume anyone who's a celebrity, and especially if they're in like a boy, boy band or like entertainer of any kind, I assume they have like countless kids around the country. Maybe that they don't know about. 
<laughs> Maybe that they don't claim publicly. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. only there's only three members of One Direction that have kids, and they only have one each. See, I don't buy that. <laughs> the one that you know about that they mentioned that they claim. Are we? Can we go back to Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez? <laughs> because. Martin had some plans <laughs> that didn't include Emilio. Aww. <laughs> I'm just saying. Aww. He's doing all right. You know, he's got his hockey team and everything. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, um, Eva Mendez, any other thoughts about Eva Mendez? Um, I don't, I don't know. She's solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I choose her to be in the movie. True, true. Do you think she has the ability to become like a recognized name where she can be like, you know, like a Sandra Bullock or uh, a female lead? I think so. I think that like may like you could put her as the star and then like maybe some other lady with her. Like, what type of movie would you see her in? I see her in like some kind of like semi-action drama kind of like you know Blake Lively that one movie that was really boring that we watched oh rhythm section when she was out out for revenge I could see Eva Mendez as like a woman out for revenge that would be cool or like that uh peppermint yeah the new movie with uh Jennifer Garner yeah okay I can see it I really think she should be given like more roles as a female lead you just don't see them cast her that often yeah a little disappointing She's just, you know, somebody's wife, somebody's girlfriend, love interest. But that's fine. Yeah. At least she's consistent. Yeah. You know, like, she's she's doing what she wants to do. That's true. Probably. I hope. But I, I feel like with other, like, actresses, like, I compare her to Rosario Dawson, which I'm not saying that just because they're the same ethnicity. I'm just saying that. I think so? I don't think so. Okay, then... Those are the two that I see in most of the movies that I watch. Um, but I feel like Rosario Dawson has more of a varied career, and she's gone out and done other types of roles. She's done a variety of things, TV and movies, and dated, uh, was it Cory Booker? Yeah, they're still together. Yeah, dating Cory Booker. Their vegan lifestyle. I don't approve <laughs> of that. <laughs> Cory Booker seems like he's doing just fine right now. He'll run again 2024. Okay. Running on the platform of love. Let's love each other. <laughs> Better just love each other. I mean, Bill Clinton had the same platform, but... No, he didn't. That was after... He, he did not. He, he <laughs> Did he love them? No. No, I'm saying he, he ran on that platform after he got elected. <laughs> love everyone except your wife, apparently. Mm. But anyways, um, yeah, I feel like she... I can think of a variety of movies that she's been in where she's shown terrific range and she does amazing things and I think she's a better actress because I see her doing more consistently and more variety mm-hmm. with Eva Mendes the same thing over and over again and it's like I don't I I appreciate your acting ability and what you bring to movies but it's the same thing every time kind of like Brad Pitt What, what do you... Okay, since... Okay, we don't have much else. We are going off on very many chances today. 
I mean, we can. No, we, we don't. We don't we, have to. We'll talk about Brad Pitt. So that's today, what, that's was, where the tangents are. <laughs> so today, I was watching Seven. I fell asleep during it. It was nap time. I didn't mean to. It was okay. From the parts I saw, I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, this should be Matthew McConaughey. Is that what he's going for? Is he trying to be Matthew McConaughey? Because there are movies that I watch where people are in these roles, and it's like, there was one movie we watched that was like John Travolta, and I'm like, John Travolta is playing Samuel L. Jackson playing this character. <laughs> yeah, um, basic. I don't remember the one where he's like the DEA DEA agent, and he's investigating like the. But he's going around killing a bunch of people. Um. They were in like France. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, um, from Paris with Love. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And it's like, it's John Travolta playing Samuel L. Jackson playing the character. And this movie, Seven, it's like Brad Pitt playing Matthew McConaughey playing this character. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Based on, like, True Detective and things where Matthew McConaughey has played a police officer, you're not wrong. <laughs> Because I was just watching this, so I'm like, he would have done a better job here. And he, he really would have. It's just everything about his performance was very Brad Pitt. And by that, I mean, he didn't really act terrifically. He didn't really do much. He just kind of reacted to things. And maybe that's, that's his, not his fault. I mean, isn't it, though? It's a script. If he's just like, he's not written to do anything, then he's not doing anything. I mean, he does in certain scenes, but it's more so, it just highlights that Brad Pitt isn't really a good actor, in my opinion. But what movies have you seen him in where he's supposed to be, like, a good actor? Did he win an Oscar for anything? Um, Brad Pitt and the Mexican was a good movie. I didn't see that. He, once again, he was, it was all about James Gandolfini in that movie, let's be honest. Like, it's a great movie, but it's mostly for James Gandolfini. <laughs> um, Fight Club is another one that he's known for, but once again, that's more Ed Norton, and Ed Norton doing amazing things in the movie, and not so much Brad Pitt. Okay. And Helena Bonham Carter being weird, because that's her thing. Yeah, that's who she is. <laughs> that is her as a person and as a character. <laughs> I guess he won for Best Supporting Actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, but that's recent, though. Yeah, that is recent. And I still haven't watched that. I will get to that. But, I mean, once again, Leo, it was the stat cast for that movie, too. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. You got Margot Robbie in there. And then, of course, you got Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. But that, I can't think of many movies where he's, like, the actor and he's bringing the most to the Benjamin movie. Benjamin Button. Never seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> but, like, he's the actor in that. There's just nothing about that movie. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It was an action movie. That's true. And I'm not using that as, like, a, a reason to, like, scapegoat his acting ability. Because it's there are tons of people out there who do action movies who are good actors. Tom Cruise is, like, the most famous, like, action star. But he still does amazing movies, and he is a good actor. And then you have, like, Denzel Washington. He's an amazing action star, and he does good action movies, but he has range, and he's won an Oscar because of his acting. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not just saying, oh, this is an action star, so I don't expect that from them. I'm just 
I'm holding everyone to the same standard. Okay. But one movie that I really like is Burn After Reading. That See, I feel like people don't give enough credit to. Yeah, and I do have to say that was a bit of a change for Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And I would give him more credit if he continued to, you know, take on roles like that or even roles that were just different in general. He should instead just of just do more comedy. He should. I, I think that helped Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Like, the if he didn't switch over to doing, like, comedic movies like uh, 22 or 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. like, I would not be checking in to watch any of his stuff. <laughs> I don't want to watch Dear John. That movie sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not watching that. Like, G.I. Joe Retaliation, generic, boring action movie. I forgot that The Rock was in it. It was so long ago and so terrible. And Marlon Wayans is in that movie. Like, if Marlon Wayans is out acting you in a movie and it's not a comedy movie, like, you you just messed up, man. <laughs> I will argue that he's a he's a better actor in that movie than Channing Tatum is. That's saying something. <laughs> show for years. Did he? The Wayne's Brothers? Oh, yeah, yeah, Marlon Wayne's. Yeah, I thought you meant Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. no. Not Channing. He had a strip for <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Just throwing this man's dirty laundry out there. Uh, you know. Okay. What's your favorite Brad Pitt movie, then? Uh, favorite Brad Pitt movie. I do love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know, it's generic action movie I like it still um it would probably be Fight Club like off the top of my head probably Fight Club but it's more so for Ed Norton than it is for Brad Pitt um but they're the same person I know and that's the whole twist but I don't know Edward Norton has to play a crazy person I mean in my opinion (laughs) Edward Norton is a crazy person so so I think he's playing to his strengths Mm -hmm. um I don't know it's gotta be Fight Club or Seven okay I'm gonna say Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> I don't know why I just chose Twelve. <laughs> I mean, they Twelve do... is when they give him a girlfriend. Yes, 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 they do, and they give him <laughs> more to do in the movies instead of just standing around, staring eating. and eating food and playing poker with Topher Grace and the girl from Charmed and the guy from Dawson's Creek. Like, I don't remember names. I remember faces. And I just remember that scene being so stupid. It was not stupid. It, it was, was what he was doing with his time. He was teaching them how to play poker. It was so, They never explained, like, what his thing is. Like, what does he do? Like, the one thing I remember from Ocean's Eleven that Brad Pitt does is he, um, he basically rescues or, like, he helps out um, uh, Don Cheadle's character, who, in my opinion, is the best character in that movie. Bonnie. Exactly. Because <laughs> that accent is just amazing. <laughs> it just made the movie fun. Mm-hmm. But um, that was like the one thing that he did. And short of that, he didn't really lend much else to the rest of the movie. It's, it was just, he kind of fell into the rest of the cast. And I couldn't really see what, what he was adding after that. Mm-hmm. What else does he not much. Was he in any war movies? Yes, he was also in Inglorious Bastards. Okay, I liked that one. I liked that movie as well. Once again, it 
oh, okay, I'll give him credit. Let me stop being that guy who's just like, he hasn't done anything good. He's <laughs> terrible. Trash. Curmudgeon on the internet, just trashing every celebrity. <laughs> exactly. No, but I like I liked him in, Ingl- in Inglorious Bastards. I thought that his accent was interesting. Um, and I thought that he brought something to that character and it seemed in that weird ultra-violent world that they were in that he fit in nicely and he actually made me like that movie it was him and Christoph Waltz and a few other people that I can't remember off the top of my head but they made that movie not Eli Roth but um, (laughs) there, there are some good things in that movie and it was fantastic overall what happened to Quentin Tarantino that he needed to have all this blood in his movies. We're just gonna glaze over Eli Roth, though. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I mean, every director has their thing that they're known for. For him, it is like huge amounts of blood and violence in all of his movies. Well, not all, but most of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just like his artistic choice. Which is why, like, you know, you got J.J. Abrams, who is basically just a clone of Steven Spielberg. He just adds he lens flares. To, he looks up to Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but kind of like with Dr. Sleep, we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's a, there's a fine line between, I like this director, and I appreciate the things that they've done, so I want to make my own version of what they do as an homage to that director. And then there's J.J. Abrams' career, which is basically an homage to Steven Spielberg because he just rips off so much of the stuff that he does. And it's like, bro, you're not even trying anymore. That being said, I think, I think, um, uh, I'm not blanking on this name right now. Tarantino? I think Tarantino does that too. He just does it with foreign directors so no one realizes and they think, they think that he's super creative, but it's just like, no, you're just taking what this director He just loves the Japanese. (laughs) Exactly. Which is fine. You can be a weeb. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. We're going to talk about Steven Spielberg. What makes him so great? Okay. In my opinion, Spielberg is great because he is consistent. Mm -hmm. He's consistent in terms of his choice in actors, his choice in movies, and the way he shoots and just directs his movies. Um... And he's been doing it over years, and he's made box office off of all of his movies. He's made impact. He's influenced tons of directors coming up. Mm-hmm. And I that's how I gauge a director. Are you contributing to the art that you're a part of? Are you actively helping people achieve more through what you're doing just through working and also outside of working? And just overall, like how good are you at telling the story? And I think he just checks every every box and every category, and it's just easy to say that he's the best director that we've probably ever had, or pretty far up there. Mm-hmm. I would probably say the only person that can rival him is maybe Kubrick, but he had a short career, so it's like a, a you know, Jay-Z type <laughs> biggie situation where it's like, Short career, fantastic, but longer career and more consistent. And then you have like Francis Ford Coppola, who's a fantastic director. Like, I still, I still like the Rainmaker because I thought it just looked amazing. I thought the acting, directing, everything was fantastic, and it made Danny DeVito, who was usually like a very gimmicky type actor, come across as phenomenal. Like, 
and, and that's another thing. Can you take the talent that you're given and make them amazing? And he does that. Mm-hmm. Like in the color purple, we will be I'm just saying, the color purple is one of my favorite movies. Which is fine. Did he actually direct that? Yeah, he did. I know that. Yes. When the young will be Goldberg and Danny Glover. That movie is so depressing. That's why. <laughs> and Oprah. I cannot. I cannot put that as one of my favorite movies. Well, I. I mean, um. You like that sad movie when they're in the um concentration camp? Yeah, Schindler's List. It, I know it's one. I was about to say that it's one of my favorite movies, but it is so damn depressing. It's just like, oh, can it stop, please? But also, I still want to watch this. It, it's it's one of those interesting situations where, to me, it's a horror movie because of the awful things that happen mm-hmm. and did happen in real life, and it's also one of those things where the story needs to be told, and they had a fantastic director doing it. So I appreciate everything about that movie, even though it's a very sensitive and tough topic. Mm-hmm. But who would you say is like one of your favorite directors? I don't know. I don't pay attention to directors. Christopher Columbus. Yes! And Stuart Little. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not be accurate. I have no idea. No one knows what he does, but he is out there just like... What, Christopher Columbus? Yeah, that man is... He did Home Alone? Mm-hmm. He did some Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. He secretly responsible for your childhood. <laughs> exactly. Tell that man thank you. Call your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Christopher Columbus he's doing a great job. <laughs> he's just like he's just like secretly just like killing it, and no one knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like directed by who? Christopher Columbus. I don't even know who this man is. <laughs> he's doing all the things. He is. I mean, he might have directed the Fast and the Furious movie, and I might not even know him. I don't know. Let me look him up. I mean, that man has, like, the most secret flex in Hollywood, and nobody knows about it. But, yeah, he's, he's made some good stuff, and I appreciate his work. Um, not the... No, not that Christopher Columbus. <laughs> of course you... The, yeah, that... Yeah, exactly. The one that has his own date? Yeah, that guy. There we go. There we go. Okay. He did Home Alone, Harry Potter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Did he? Re- see? Look, look, that's, come on. Gremlins. What? Those Christmas Chronicles movies that are on Netflix right now. No way. Yeah. Goonies. What? Man, he might Rent. be. He might be the GOAT. Chris Thurfer Columbus might be the GOAT. What, what else we got? Jingle All the Way. Bro. Bro. <laughs> the Help, Night at the Museum. This man is out here making hit after hit. He is the Kenny G. See, but I don't know if it, this is all um, stuff that he directed or stuff that he's also just produced. That's true. He's probably just putting it on the list. Like, I mean, even if he produced them, like that's still very impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a few directors or even producers that can say that they're attached to things like that. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's great. That's great. I'll keep that in mind. But oh, he wrote Gremlins and the Goonies. What? That makes it even better. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Do oh, and he t- directed Adventures in Babysitting, which is a good movie. It is. It is. But Christopher Columbus out here is saying, like, Noah writes better than I do. <laughs> Nobody directs better than I do. Watch me do this Harry Potter movie blindfolded. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> no one produces better than I do. Like this man is doing everything. He's just like just just watch me put up numbers real quick on some on some Kobe stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Kobe. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. Hmm. But um, yeah. So let's see. What else are we missing that we need to talk about? Um, we talked about seven. Yes. A little bit, which I I. Oh, I sleep through most of it. And I'm really disappointed that I didn't see the part with what's in the box because my friend called me at the time and I was on the phone. Probably the best part of the movie. But what's I, in the box? <laughs> I see the meme all the time. I don't know. Um, but one of my uh, favorite parts of the movie, I just realized because we were, I was watching it since you were sleeping, um, a nice change for once. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a scene where uh, Morgan Freeman is reading... Uh, John Doe's diary, and John Doe is the serial killer played by Kevin Spacey. Um, and he's just like reading over the things, which is basically just his inner thoughts. I'm like, I know this is some very weird and sadistic stuff that's in this journal, but it's very soothing hearing it coming from Morgan Freeman. It's <laughs> terrible. It just sounds so nice. Like, I mean, I get flashbacks of when he's like narrating in Shawshank Redemption. I'm like, <laughs> All these terrible things are just happening to Andy Dufresne, but it sounds so nice coming from Morgan Freeman. <laughs> just has a nice, you know, soothing voice. I want to read bedtime stories to you. Exactly. Yeah. Grandpa. Grandpa. I mean, he's been a grandpa. <laughs> I just thought about the outro, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> grandpa. That is a wild movie. Wild movie. Troll 2 was interesting. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend watching that. That's for the crazy stuff. Dad, what are you doing? I'm tightening my belt so I don't feel hunger pains. It looks like the dad's about to take off his belt to, like, hit his son. And then, like, dad's just like, I'm tightening my belt to feel hunger pains. Just the most random stuff out of a movie. Like, I, I just love movies like that. I'm going to have to mention one of those, like, the next time we do do one of these. But, um, okay, so... We also just watched Ocean's 8. Yes, yes, yes. The movie of the week. So, Ocean's 8, which is with Sandra Bullock, which is a favorite of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and it is Kate... Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, who is also Aquafina. in... Aquafina. Rihanna. Yeah, this cast gets a little weird, but okay. <laughs> um, I'm like, Mindy Kapoor. No, that's not her name. <laughs> that's not her name. <laughs> Mindy Kaling. Yeah, there you go. Mindy Kaling. I remember her from The Office. But uh, Mindy Kaling. And I feel like we're forgetting someone. Annie Hathaway. She's not Anne. She's Annie. She said, don't call me Anne. I read that on the internet today. Of course. Why not? Because it's Anne Hathaway. And are we? Oh, um, Sarah Paulson. Mm. Skinny Adele. <laughs> she totally looks like Adele after she lost the weight and good for them good casting <laughs> but it's a very interesting movie I was watching it in the very beginning it felt like it was just you know Ocean's Eleven just with women but as you steadily watch it and as it builds and goes through the normal progression like in Eleven and all the other movies it does it separates itself it does its own thing. I kind of hate that a movie that, and this happens with a lot of female-driven movies, where 
they have the idea of, all right, it's an ensemble cast of females, and we're going to focus on their story. But then, reluctant, it, it always happens. One of them is fixated on a guy. It always happens. Mm-hmm. And then Sandra Bullock's character, which understandably she gets framed by her ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. and she ends up in prison. And she gets out, and she's mad about it, so she wants to get revenge for it, which is understandable. But it's like, why is it that every story where it's like a female protagonist or a group of females is always centered around a guy? And even though it was about a diamond heist, it's still, that's still like a subplot in the movie. And it, it just kind of annoys me, because I, I like movies like Death Proof, where it's a primary primarily a female cast. Granted, you have Kurt Russell as the antagonist in that movie, but it's about them and their journey and what they're doing in the movie. But it's still about the women. And, like, you can't, like, cut out, like, their whole story just because you don't want men in the movie. Yeah, but does it have to be, like, oh, I need to get revenge on my ex-boyfriend because of this? I mean, maybe? (laughs) Sure. I, mean, I don't know. I just I okay. I don't know. Maybe it's something I'm missing. Maybe are there other problems? She didn't have any other problems in her life besides this man. That's true. If they had bigger problems, then I would understand. Like that, not you not wanting them to be like about this bank is about the boyfriend because they have bigger problems to deal with and bigger problems. But he was the one that put her in jail. Yeah, that's understandable. So I guess I can I can excuse that because it's it's very understandable that you know you'll want revenge on someone if they sent you to prison for five years. But like I'm mad, I gotta get revenge on my boyfriend. But the world is also ending and people are starving. Like that's not so Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sabrina. So Sabrina, we'll we'll talk about that later. But, um, <laughs> but yes, so. Um, so basically they decide to steal these diamonds, which are like, what, like six pounds of diamonds yeah. or something like that? Necklace is six pounds. Yeah. Yeah, the necklace is six pounds. And so they come up with the scheme, and even before all that, I just love the beginning of the movie when she first gets out of prison, and she's like, I have $45, I don't need anything. I'm like, what is she talking about? And then like the next few scenes, she's just like scamming her way into a hotel room, mm-hmm. scamming her way to getting clothes and perfume. I'm just like, this is real life, isn't it? Like some woman out there is doing you this. Know, well, <laughs> you know there are people who like sit around in hotels, like waiting to hear people's information when they check in to like get a room. Oh, I had no idea. That's a thing? That's a thing. All right. Yeah. Makes hotels free. And you know there are people who go, like, well, this is what Walmart told me. Because I asked them, why do you need to check my receipt? Apparently, people drop their receipts on the ground, and people pick the receipts up and go pick up stuff out of the store (laughs) and return it so they can get money. I mean, yeah. In her case, at least in the movie, it was a little smart because she's like, fine, if I can't get a receipt, then can I at least get a bag for these? And it just takes the stuff that she shopped at, you know? I'm like, come on, this is crazy. But but also, like, the way she was walking through the store, it's like, nobody walks through the store like that and just picks up stuff as they're walking. Yeah, I mean, loss prevention will be on you in a second if you did that in real life. Just like, oh, this cologne, this perfume, this brush, yes, I'll take these with me as I'm walking. With no basket. Like, nah, no, put it, ma'am, 
ma'am. <laughs> Yeah, that's the. I think that's how that would And go. also, other plot hole. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't they, like, think Anne Hathaway's character planted those diamonds on that guy? Like, why wouldn't he be like, oh, yeah, she was over at my house last night. And that's when they received the picture. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that part at the end of the movie didn't make any sense. Like... They could have gotten a search warrant based on the fact that he was there and with her that night. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, based on what you need for a search warrant, I don't think they would have enough evidence to to give to a judge and say, hey, we need to search this guy because he was there that night with the woman who had the diamonds, but then they're not actually the... Like, I don't think there's enough evidence to justify mm-hmm. a search warrant. But that's just me, and the way they got it in the movie was stupid as well, but... Also, please stop putting James Gordon in the movie. <laughs> what other movies has he been in? Okay, he was finding Into the Woods. Was he in that? He was, he was the baker. Oh, no way! Well, like, I feel like anything that I've watched with James Gordon in it, I'm like, he's just kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, and I know a lot of people like carpool karaoke. I'm not one of those people. I don't watch it. I get the appeal, but he doesn't need to be in everything just because he's popular on one thing. Mm-hmm. He can stick to hosting a show. That's fine. Yeah. Like, but I just don't see, like, I guess because he's just, like, this host's person to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not becoming a character. Yeah, he's just being himself in a movie. Yeah. Like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Full circle. Not even expecting it. Thought it was a tangent? No, it's a circle. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I just feel like he's just, like, himself. But he's, like, not trying to, like, become this new character. Yeah, I feel that there are a lot of people like that where they have some acting experience, Mm -hmm. but not enough where they can play a different character from the last character that they played in whatever they're in. This is why I say, like, every like person that can't act is always a police officer in a TV show. <laughs> he wasn't far off being an insurance investigator in that show, I'm just saying, or in that movie. There are much better insurance agents. Like, for example, on Leverage. Oh my god. <laughs> Why does this always happen? It's like we start talking about movies and then you go off on a tangent and start talking about oh yeah, this TV show that I watch like Glee. I brought up Sabrina, which is fair, but then uh, <laughs> Leverage. Leverage is a good show. It is a, you get a heist every single week. You get a great cast, and you get a cool insurance agent that you like. He's kind of slimy, so it's like he's the enemy, but he's also just trying to do his job because he's, <laughs> he's just like, y'all stealing. But also they deny coverage to this guy's son and that's why his son died. Oh. So that's how the whole like he became like a thief. Oh. Did he like a Robin Hood thief or he just like yeah. steals from the rich and gives to the poor? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind of admirable or admirable. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the whole show. But Leverage is a good show. And it's coming back. They're rebooting Leverage. See, they I hate when they do this. Like if a show stopped being if a show ended, just let it be. I think so too. Like, but also, I need Hardison, more Hardison and Parker in my life. Who are they? Um, they're Hardison is the black guy hacker, 
who was in that one movie. Oh, the Invisible Man when he was like really jacked. Yeah, he was scarily jacked. <laughs> like, I don't know what this man was in CrossFit. I don't know. But he's just like, I, I don't watch Leverage, but I know of him from the show. Like, I recognize his face. And on that show, he's just like this skinny. He's like me. Like, he's, he was a thin dude, and then I see him in this. This dude is P90Xing it up. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but he is just, like, standing there with his triceps, like, telling his lady that she's safe now. She doesn't have to worry about I feel safe. Yeah, I do. Too. <laughs> I feel pretty safe with this man around. Personal security guard. Jeez. <laughs> Uncomfortably strong. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's a, a cool movie, which you need to watch the whole thing of instead of yeah. just videos online. But um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting interesting idea that they're rebooting that show. But I, I think like Dexter, like so many other shows, is letting <sighs> No, they are rebooting Dexter mostly because like it's popular again on Netflix. And because people are very dissatisfied with the ending. Because Dexter should have killed himself. Yeah, I think you should have done that from, like, the first season. Like, we understand, especially the way his dad felt about him being a serial killer. Or, like, suicide by cop. He should have let Deb shoot him. Which one is Deb? His sister. That he uh, was in love with. He <laughs> said last season we went, like, oh, yeah, we're in love with each other now. Like, ugh, no. They clearly ran out of ideas, I see. But not biological sisters. That, see, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> like adoptive sister. That's still 